Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be giving a movie review of the movie Sound of Freedom, and I'm going to be telling you why you guys should go and watch it. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to the Drew View. Alrighty, folks, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the show. Now, today's show is going to be a little bit shorter. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be, again, giving a review and kind of talking how about how uh, the media is reacting to the movie Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel. If you don't know what Sound of Freedom is by now, you should. But the Sound of Freedom, it's a movie, and it kind of goes through uh, Tim Ballard, a real person. It's based on a true story, and it goes through an operation and something that he kind of devoted his life to, which was saving children from sex trafficking and also catching pedophiles and putting them behind bars. So a really heroic guy, you know, did a lot of good, was able to put a bunch of pedophiles behind bars and was able to save a bunch of children as well. So this movie, it was a great movie. Tim Ballard was played by Jim Caviezel. If you don't know who that is, the name might sound familiar from the movie Passion of the Christ. Uh, Jim Caviezel played Jesus in that movie, so you might have heard his name from that. But this movie was extremely good. What it did was it uh, kind of went through the story of a father and his two children, what the father did. I'm not going to give any spoilers. This is kind of like in the first little bit of the movie, but if you don't want to hear this, you can skip like a, a minute or so. So what it is, is it's this father and his two kids. He takes these two kids to some like beauty contest or something like that because, you know, they were going to take auditions or something like that. You know, they were going to take photos of these kids and then they were going to, you know, give them back uh, to the father. And, so, you know, the father drops them off and they say, OK, be back here at seven to pick your kids up. And he comes back at seven and they are gone. There's no one to be found. And it kind of goes through the lives of the kids and it goes through kind of how the father's feeling. And then at the same time, it's going through Tim Ballard's experience and how he was able to rescue different people. And he gets put on a mission essentially by uh, these two siblings he finds and is able to get the boy. And then the boy says, you have to find my sister. And he doesn't say you have to, but he says, you know, can you find my sister? And that kind of is Tim's mission from then onward. So it's a very, it's a very good story. It's also a very heart-wrenching and very tough film to digest. It's one of those movies, I would put it by like Schindler's List or Unplanned. Those are two movies that I've, you know, seen where it's like you it's movies that you can't really say that they're good movies because, uh, you know, they're good films, but they're just, they cover such heavy topics and it's just so much to take in and it just makes your heart hurt after watching it. Uh, if you don't know, obviously most of you will know what Schindler's List is. If you don't know what Unplanned is, you need to see that movie too. That's a movie in which it went through someone who they spent their life working for Planned Parenthood and then one time they had to go in during an operation they saw the ultrasound of this baby and how it was like, you know, squirming away and, and trying not to get sucked up by the little vacuum thing. And 
from then onward she just ran out of there and she she pretty much had a full 180 and was like okay i'm not i can't do this anymore and she kind of dedicated her life to um going out and speaking out against abortion talking about what abortion really is and that it, again was a really good movie but in, in obviously the same with schindler's list i would put this on that same level where it's a very heavy movie it's you know it's a it's a it makes your heart hurt kind of makes you sad it makes you sick I would not recommend, I mean, I ate popcorn beforehand, but I could not eat any during that movie because some of the stuff that these people do to these kids and how young these kids are, it just, oh, it just makes, it makes you hurt on the inside and it just makes you sick. Um, but again, really great movie in the sense that it was a very well put together film. It details all of these things very well and it, it kind of shows you the full, uh, scope of of what this child sex trafficking can look like. So it is a very important film. I think that you need to go watch, even if because apparently there's this big movement to politicize this movie. I think it's absolutely insane that this is being politicized. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Go watch it. And if you can't tell me that it was a very very, uh, you know, well put together film and was very tough to watch, you know, was really exposed what the full scope of this sex trafficking is. If you can come to me and tell me that you were not impacted by that film, that film didn't move you at all, that film didn't show you anything, then I, I kind of have some questions for you about where your brain is. And that's why I think it's so weird that people are trying to discredit this film. But again, go and watch this movie. I can't say enough good things about it in the sense that it was a well put together film. I, I just want to use my words uh, carefully here because don't go in expecting it to be a super happy-go-lucky movie. Um, it's very heavy. Yes, there is some good storylines within there, but just knowing the scope of what happens is is very very hard to swallow. So I think you should go and watch it. But now I want to get into a little bit of the media reaction and kind of how people are reacting to this film. So to begin with, a lot of the people who go and watch this film are touched by it. They realize that, okay, this is a big issue. This is an issue that we need to tackle. This is an issue that it's not a left-leaning issue. It's not a right-leaning issue. It's not a Republican or Democrat issue but rather it's an issue that we all can unite behind. Uh, there is a very important, powerful line in that movie in Jim Caviezel or Tim Ballard. I don't know if this was an exact quote from Tim or if this was added during the movie, but it says, God's children are not for sale. That's why he's doing this whole thing, because God's children are not for sale. And I think that is the biggest thing that we got to kind of take from this uh, and it's also kind of based around the verse that you know, it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and you be sent to the bottom of the sea than to harm one of these children or to cause one of these children to sin. Um, and that's Luke 17, 2, I believe. But again, it's just this this idea that you harming God's children is unacceptable. The Bible says it. We all know it. It's one of those things where everybody watching this movie understands you cannot harm these children. That is just, it's it's wrong on, on such a level that I think everybody going to watch that movie, anybody who thinks about 
watching this movie would be able to say, yes, it's horrible that this could happen to any child, anybody, but let alone a child. So I think, you know, that's really important too, is to focus on God's children are not for sale. And, you know, for these pedophiles, it is better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and you sent to the bottom of the sea than to harm one of God's children. So again, really important stuff there. But now let's actually get in to the media reaction. Now the first, oh boy, this just makes my blood boil, guys. So Rolling Stone, they put out an article and it says, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. Goes on to say, the QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscious of a conspiracy-addled boomer. Okay, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm not a boomer. Okay, I'm actually a Gen Z. I'm, I'm a Zoomer. So for them to, you know, make up this whole thing, okay, yeah, it's it's a QAnon-tinged conspiracy about child trafficking that's that's supposed to appeal to all these ridiculous boomers. It's just absolutely insane to me. First off, let's start with the first accusation, that it's a QAnon-tinged thriller. So. For those of you who don't know, this film was, I mean, it was filmed five or six years ago. This film has been recorded for five or six years, well before anybody knew who QAnon was or what it was. Most people still don't know what it is other than left-leaning news outlets. Apparently, they like to talk about it ad nauseum, but nobody else can tell you what QAnon is. Yeah, ask anybody. Uh, I, I don't know, but the, but the left-wing media they talk about QAnon like nobody's business. They try and attach people to QAnon. Oh, they're engaged in QAnon conspiracies. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody can tell me exactly what QAnon is. I don't think the people who talk about it ad nauseum could tell you what it is. It just sounds good because you can just label anything any right-winger says is a QAnon conspiracy. And again, this movie came out well before anybody ever heard of the phrase QAnon. This movie was filmed well before anybody knew what QAnon was. They say, oh, Jim Caviezel, he's a he's a uh, QAnon uh, follower. He pushes conspiracy theories that are pushed, you know, by QAnon. He, he is openly a supporter of QAnon and believes in that conspiracy. And so that's their way of trying to discredit the film. Regardless of the fact, number one, that it's based on a true story. I don't know how we can sit here and say it's a conspiracy theory when all of these things actually happened. Tim Ballard is a real person. He goes on and talks about his experiences with these things. Like, it's not like this man doesn't exist and this is a whole fake story all made up to, you know, fearmonger. Tim Ballard's a real person. These people that he saved are real children. They're probably not children now, but. These are real people. This is a true story. How can you sit there with a straight face and label it a QAnon-tinged thriller? Are you kidding me? QAnon-tinged thriller, when it was recorded five or six years ago before anybody even knew what that phrase meant. Absolutely ridiculous. And the reason, you know, there's more I got to get into, but the reason I get so fired up about this is because, guys, this is a clear effort to try and keep people from watching this 
movie. And why would you try and keep people from watching this movie? I don't understand it. What is the reasoning here? Why would you not want people to watch a movie that exposes the full scope and the full dangers and the full just sickness of child sex trafficking? Why is that not something that you would support being exposed and getting people to try and stop? Why is that something that you're so against? Like you're you're getting so I mean I'm getting worked up, but they get so worked up and they you know they make this this article that's just tracked full or you know chocked full of insults and all of these things about Jim Caviezel and the movie and anyone who supports the movie or Jim Caviezel. It's just ridiculous. Why would you not want people to watch this movie? I don't understand it. And then just calling it a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. Like, really, that's that's the best you could come up with. Wow. You're really you man, Rolling Stones, you got to find somebody better to write your articles that. Well, first, they can actually, you know, watch a movie before writing a review about it, because you can tell that the person who wrote this article probably has no idea what the movie's about. They've just heard other people calling it a QAnon conspiracy. And number two, finding a way to write articles without just blatant insults to average Americans who find this movie to be one that people should be watching. Like, it's just so funny because the whole QAnon thing is, uh, allegedly, this is what I've heard from news outlets. They say, oh, it's about how, you know, there are these elites that are involved in, in these human trafficking rings. Because, you know, that's a total conspiracy. And there is not a single elite that we know of that would be involved in something as horrible as human trafficking. No, we would never have any elites that would be involved in things like that. What? Are you crazy? Which is obviously, it's just laughable because we all know that there are elites that would be involved in this type of thing. We know that our the elite class in our country and in our world are not these, like, hoity-toity people that have absolutely no dirt on their hands or no skeletons in their closet. And, you know, you go through and there's like literally Jeffrey Epstein had a human trafficking island where, you know, and, and you know, you could go down that road. And again, that that's considered QAnon, apparently, where there's obviously there are people that are probably fairly high up that are involved in this human trafficking ordeal. But when the media and these people come out and they try and attack this movie and they try and prevent people from watching this movie, it just calls into question, why are you trying to keep people from watching this movie? Is it because you, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you're not involved in this, if you don't know anyone involved in this, if you don't even think it's a big issue, why would you be going out there and in defending so strongly your position trying to prevent people from watching this movie if it's just one of those things where it's like it's not that big of an issue and people are inflating this issue well i would ask you this is child sex trafficking bad i would hope you would say yes if you say yes and i say do you believe there is even one child involved in child sex trafficking and you say yes that is too many that is an issue that needs to be brought awareness to that awareness needs to be brought to i mean that's simple as if you think that oh there are bigger issues that we need to be worrying about yeah whatever i don't care somebody's going out there and saying this is a big enough issue that we need to cover and for you to sit there and try and discredit that film 
as a conspiracy when it's based on a true story, I think that makes you look really bad. And it's just ridiculous to me that we have people who are trying to discredit films like this. Again, if you're not involved in this, if you don't know anyone involved in this, if you don't think it's a big issue, but you do recognize that it's still an issue, why do you care so much if people watch this movie? I don't understand. You know, you. I'm not even going to get into, because again, it just makes my blood boil. The guy who got on CNN and was like, oh, well, you know, what they do is, is they use these nuggets of truth. Yes, child sex trafficking is true, but there are no big rings of, of elites who are involved in, in this child sex trafficking. And it's like, okay, yep. That's why, you know, go back to yesterday's episode. Why haven't we seen Epstein's client list yet? I'm waiting. We're all waiting. Like, if if there were just a bunch of lowlifes who nobody's ever heard of, I feel like it would be in their best interest to release that client list or to arrest the people on that client list or to try and find out who those clients were. But, again, it's all... To me, I just think of motive, right? What would be the motive for the media or anybody to hide, uh, you know, a bunch of lowlifes being involved in this human trafficking ring and then just saying, you know, we're looking into this, we're going to find these people and they're going to rot in jail or they're going to be sent to death row. You know, just saying something as simple as that. But what would be the motive, okay, if maybe there are some... And I'm, again, I'm not saying that I can prove for certain who was involved in what, but I'm just saying, if there were elites involved in this, wouldn't there be a bigger effort to try and silence all of the things that come out about it or preventing people from talking about this issue, talking about Epstein's clients, talking about these things? I feel like if there were a bunch of high up people involved in this type of thing, you would see a few more people either trying to come out with these stories and being silenced or being called conspiracy theorists or just completely being discredited or even being threatened. And let me be crystal clear. I'm not saying there are elites that are involved in this child sex trafficking. I'm just saying we cannot know for sure whether or not there are if we don't know things like Epstein's client list, if we don't know who the people are that are involved in this. That's all I'm saying. It could be people on the left. It could be people on the right. It could be elites at the top. It could be lowlifes at the bottom. It doesn't matter. It's all wrong. We need to get to the bottom of who these people are. We need to expose who these people are. We need to have investigative journalists who actually care about who these people are trying to find out who they are. Not just saying, oh, well, yep, we're arresting Epstein and we're throwing him in jail and then he magically kills himself with all the cameras off and then, uh, you know, we're going to arrest Maxwell too and we're going to arrest all these people uh, for human trafficking even though we have no receipts, we have no people to prove that this even happened or like, are there, I, I'm just, it, it blows my mind. I don't understand why more light isn't being shown on some of these topics, but that is something that I don't think I'll ever understand. But what I do understand and what I do know is that you need to go watch Sound of Freedom. It's a great movie, and I hope you guys can make it to a theater to go see it. But anyways, with that, I'm going to end this episode. Uh, I'm going to end now with my closing prayer. 
Dear Heavenly Father, you're a great and mighty God. I want to thank you for another opportunity to speak into this microphone. Father, I pray for people like uh, Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel. I just thank you for the work that they've done, uh, both in exposing uh, just this travesty that has happened and um, also just drawing awareness to it. Father, uh, I just pray that you will help guide them as they continue their journeys uh, in sharing uh, about this. Father, I pray for all of those children who both have been rescued and are still in this horrible, horrible cycle of human trafficking or sex trafficking, especially these children, Father. And we just pray for them. We pray that there will be more people like Tim, that maybe more people will see this movie and say, you know, I want to be like Tim. I want to go and rescue these people because they are living in one of the most atrocious, through one of the most atrocious experiences one can possibly imagine. And I don't even think we can imagine how bad it is. Father, we just pray for those kids. We pray for people like Tim who are working to try and end this horrible, horrible abuse. And Lord, help us to glorify you in all that we do. We love you. We praise you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Alrighty, thank you guys for sticking around until the end of another episode of the show. I can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow for a very important episode. Can't wait to see you then, but as always, till I see you here tomorrow, stay blessed.